Hi, it's Joey. And Brent. And this is Trailer Trasher, where we release trailers and trivia podcast, where we discuss recently released trailers and do some trivia. Howdy, folks, and welcome to episode 23. The number 23. Yes. Starring James Carey. A movie that uh, Brendan has not seen, apparently. I have not seen. I heard it was bad. Very bad. In fact, like, terribly reviewed, from what I remember. Yeah, well... But you're one to like bad movies. So was I Frankenstein. <laughs> yep. Um, anyway, so, um, it's just Brendan and I this week. Actually, this is, a. Uh, you may have noticed, but we did skip a week inadvertently. Uh-huh. We just had scheduling issues, and we couldn't figure out a way to... It's also one o five in the morning right now. That's so true. the energy level is going to be high. <laughs> and I have to be at work in four hours. <laughs> <laughs> and I have Pidgeys to catch. Yeah. So. Uh, do we want to announce something in this podcast? Is it, are we doing something officially? Uh, no, I would wait on that. Okay. If stay I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Stay tuned for a future announcement, possibly. Mm-hmm. We're, um, we're playing Bill Graham, um. Eleven <laughs> Eleven, uh, right at eight p.m. Right, this year. So, um, pre-sale tickets are like eighty-eight bucks. So, yeah, get them now. Uh, the code is phrases. <laughs> right, phrases. Um, email us if you know what this actually is, or at all. About. I mean, email us at all. Right. I mean, as far as we know, any communication whatsoever would be great. My cat presses the play button nine times. <laughs> that's, that's as far as I know. <laughs> She's smart enough. Right. Um. So Tyler's not here. Tyler Thank had goodness. the option to be here, but um, apparently... He did he? Did we reach out to him? We did. Remember we said... That not, not today, though. Yeah. He said his brother's in town. Oh, well, you know, his brother's in town. Yeah. He chose his family over us. <laughs> <laughs> Bold move, Cotton. Yeah. Somebody told, somebody at work told us that today, and they were for a co-worker. What? <laughs> Making dodgeball references. Oh. Yeah. I thought I was the only one still. I mean, that is like a... Uh, <laughs> 12-year-old movie now. <laughs> Something. <laughs> All right, so let's just get right into it here. We uh, watched four trailers, one of which was just, like, gratuitous, and we'll explain why. <laughs> so we'll go through the normal the normal one setup of, here. One of them is almost part of a weekly segment. Yeah, it's it's tradition right? <laughs> at this point. Um, speaking of which, do you have something else for your other thing? You'll have to be more specific. <laughs> Trying to be uh, have a little code here to so not reveal it. But uh, sure. Do you have an update? Oh, uh, I haven't looked. I can't imagine it would be, but I, I can take a look. Okay. Well, stay tuned for a future announcement, possibly, <laughs> on an update that Brennan should be working on. Yep. Um, okay, so we're going to start off here. Uh, three trailers. first one uh, comes out August 26th for a movie called The Hollers. Holler. Uh, starring... And directed by John Krasinski, um, who apparently has directed a movie called Brief Interviews with Hideous Men. I have seen that. I do not remember it at all. 2009. But I have seen it. Okay. Also starring Anna Kendrick, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Richard Jenkins, Margot Martindale, Charlie Day, Josh Groban, and Charles uh, Copley. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> a lot of good people. And Josh Groban. And uh, Josh Groban. <laughs> Um, you know, at 24 episodes, 23 episodes, then you think I'd have the synopsis up and ready. You would think. Yeah. But that, that makes too much sense. The synopsis is, uh, John Krasinski called all his closest Hollywood buddies and they're like, yeah, sure. We'll do a movie with you. Yeah. So, um, a man, John Krasinski returns to his small hometown after learning that his mother, Margaret Martindale 
has fallen ill and is about to undergo surgery. Um, so you, you get that from the trailer. Right. <laughs> That's very uh, plain. Yeah. Uh. That is exactly what the trailer says. Um, obviously, there's going to be some love triangle stuff happening between he, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and Anna Kendrick. Yeah, there's a little bit of everything in this. There's a little bit of drama, a little bit of comedy, a little bit of tragedy possibly we'll see peter travers said that margaret martindale is is heartwarming and and uh did she say what, what is it one of the best actors of all time well it's just true mm-hmm. i think i mean i'm watching i just started watching the americans again uh she and that yeah and i'm so excited the only re- I, I don't know why i didn't keep watching in the first place mm-hmm. and probably because i only watched two episodes and she came in on the third <laughs> so now i'm gonna be watching it again <laughs> so it wasn't good enough to to keep going naturally after two episodes huh I only watched two episodes when I first moved in here and set up my TV. That <laughs> was it, a while ago. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I, I was able to pick up on the third episode and, you know, still remember what, everything that happened. <laughs> uh-huh. um, you like Justified for Margot Martindale, that one season anyway. Everything right? she's in is, she's great. Everything. Every, literally everything she's in. Well, she, apparently she's one of the best actors of all time. Yeah. She won an Emmy for Justified. That's right. Yeah, she won an Emmy for The Americans. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see that those performances. <laughs> that I did not know. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I th- I think it's gonna be good. I mean, I like John Krasinski and the fact that he's directing this. Yeah. No, this is gonna be like loaded with charm. I'm gonna smile the whole time. It's gonna be one of the best things I've ever seen. Yeah. I told you this already. It's going right in my top ten. <laughs> so five. <laughs> I don't even care. Five. Okay. Five stars. I'm going to love this. I'm going to go four and a half. I'm just a big John Krasinski fan in general. He cannot do any wrong for me. Yeah, but Anna Kendrick can, and that's where my half point comes off of. Yeah, but everyone, I like, I love Charlie Day. Yeah. Uh, Margot Martindale is great. Um, the cast is great, no doubt about it. Charlotte Copley, I haven't really seen anything else other than um, District. The, the prawn movie? Nine. Yeah. <laughs> but he was great. Fucking prawns. <laughs> <laughs> but he was great in it. Right. I know he's been in other stuff. I just can't remember anything off the top and of my head. Did you hear an accent in the trailer? Not really. So that was picking up on it. Does he it, have one? Yes. Okay. Well, he's uh, South African. Okay. I yeah. I, he didn't have a lot of speaking in the I'm trailer. Pretty sure. I don't remember. I can let me let me let me find out for sure before I sound like an idiot more than I usually do. It didn't seem to stand out. Was he his brother or something? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's Krasinski's South African. brother. That is. Yes, he's Krasinski's character's brother. Right. Um, Asian office, John Krasinski, also in this, plays the Margot Martin. Right. Um, plays uh, Margot Martindale's doctor. Yeah. Would appear. Oh, Richard Jenkins, too. I don't know if you mentioned him. Oh, Richard Jenkins He's amazing and too. Margot Martindale <laughs> are my dream TV family, <laughs> movie family. And lo and behold, it has happened. <laughs> yes. You are listening. <laughs> All right. So what do you give this? I give it a four and a half. Oh, okay. I'm, I what, took the a point half. five is Anna Kendrick. All yeah, right. yeah. Well, she's gonna be all Anna Kendrick. Well, uh, Joey, <laughs> every movie can't be pitch perfect. Am I right? Oh my god. <laughs> so there we go. Can, Off to a great start. Can we? Can, is it so gonna be titled Pitch Perfect Prawns? <laughs> it's gonna be Pitch Perfect Prawns. We'll see. We'll see what develops. <laughs> okay. All right, next movie is uh, one called Goat, like the animal, Goat. Right. What do they sound like? 
I almost bawled <laughs> like a sheep. <laughs> okay. Um, I almost went ba, but that's a sheep. Mm-hmm. Um, comes out September twenty third. It stars Nick Jonas. His name is Jonas. <laughs> Gus Halper, Ben Schnetzer, and James Franco. Apparently. <laughs> apparently, he was heavily he was, featured. In he that. was, but he's not on the like top billing, which is weird. Um. The synopsis for that is, reeling from a terrifying assault, of which the trailer does not indicate, a 19-year-old boy enrolls into college with his brother and pledges the same fraternity. What happens there, in the name of quote-unquote brotherhood, tests the boy and his loyalty to his brother in brutal ways. So, essentially... um, Let me me do this right. Directed by Andrew Neal, who directed movies like King Kelly and The Feature, which I've never heard of. King Kelly, I believe I've seen. The feature, I, I don't think. 2012 and 8, respectively. Mm-hmm. Um, so pretty much this is a story of um, boys trying to, yeah, that are being, not boys. <laughs> I, I mean, they're 19, y- yeah, college, you know, freshmen. Uh, freshmen uh, trying to get into, you know, frats and, and hazing going um, possibly over the top. Possibly. The whole premise is that yeah, it's over I the guess. top. <laughs> It seems like the trailer it, the trailer gets very dark at the end with some of the stuff that's going on, but I feel like that just scratches the surface of what this movie will probably... It's going to be a total psychological have. thriller, mm-hmm. I think. Just like just the fact that Nick Jonas was in it before I watched it made me <laughs> feel like this wasn't going to be great, but he seemed like he knew what he was doing. He yeah. seemed like he had decent acting chops. Yeah, like I said, he's and been on And this movie like actually Broadway seemed like stuff. it had you know decent potential. Um, to be something good. Of course he's a, he's a good actor. He's been in such films as Jonas Brothers, the 3D Concert. Right. <laughs> he was was that, on, is that it? <laughs> he was on Scream Queens, Hawaii Five-0, Smash for a couple seasons, episodes. Okay. Um, I mean, he's been in Jonas, the TV series. Uh, countless. Uh, Camp Rock, Night at the Museum. Most likely countless music videos. <laughs> I would imagine. <laughs> so... I mean, you know, hey, good for him, I guess. He's going the Selena Gomez route, <laughs> so okay, to speak. So, Selena Gomez, I watched um, The Fundamentals of Caring. Fundamentals she's of Caring. also in Rudderless. Yeah. <laughs> so, part of me is like, every time I see her, she's trying to be as outrageous as possible to for the, to distance herself from Disney image. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And then you had Spring Breakers. And then, and then she was in Big Short, where it wasn't really a big deal. She well, what was she in Big Short? She was like one of those, here's Selena Gomez to tell you what a oh, oh, CDO okay. is. That's right, okay. Um, she wasn't really outrageous in that, but it, it seems like she's everything she's in now, she's smoking, cussing, doing dudes. Well, I mean, the, when you're young and whatever, and you get involved into Disney... Uh, oh, I totally understand. You know I mean? She's going the Miley Cyrus yeah. route. Not that, not quite. Not yet. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Well, she also didn't play split personalities for years on tv <laughs> sure so <laughs> i like maybe selena she did Go- I, I like i like selena i have gomez no clue what selena a, gomez did on tv <laughs> as an actor yeah just in general i i'm having a tough time i mean we can talk a little bit about it later I yeah. guess. But yeah because both of our movies involved her yes mine less so but yeah i mean she was good in wireless i mean she had like three minutes of screen time those are, i mean she was better than i thought she'd be um, okay, so what are you going to give that one? Um, I'll give that like a three and a half for potential. 
Okay. I was also going to give it three and a half. It, it reminds me kind of uh, the uh, um, Stanford Prison Experiment kind of uh-huh. movies. Yeah. Um, like a boys will be boys, psychological thriller kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I like it. Oh, I put. I wrote three point three. Oh God, today's gonna be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> we'll go to the last movie, and uh, we could have waited to do this one with Tyler because he likes everything about this movie. Sure. But um, he made his decision. Uh, the next movie is called Loving. It comes out eleven four, November fourth. Um, just, That's, just yeah. a, just a week before our performance. Right. Um, directed by Jeff Nichols, who also wrote the movie, um, uh, who directed Take Shelter, Mud, and Midnight Special, who, which are some of Tyler's favorite movies in the world, which are really great movies, by the Did way. Did Michael Shannon, uh, work his way into Mud? I don't recall. I would imagine. Because he's in everything else. Um, I mean, let me, let me look at quick. Mud. I have to say, I don't recall. If he was in mud or not. Um, let's see. There wasn't a lot of... There weren't a lot of people in mud. It was mm-hmm. very... Yeah, he was in it. Oh, okay. <laughs> he was Galen. I only saw it the once. I, I can't remember. But there you go. All right. I like the director and actor, uh, you know, pairings. The professional relationships. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it is starring Ruth Nega, who was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She was the bad girl, but early kind of turned out not to be the bad one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> People who watch S.H.I.E.L.D. will know. Was she an agent? I did not tell on you. Why does that matter? <laughs> no, I'm not going to watch she it. she worked for, like, Hydra and stuff. Oh, But yeah. then she, like, didn't work for Hydra. Was it, was it that? No, it was Fringe she worked, she was on. Hell, Hydra. You watched Fringe, didn't you? I watched most of Fringe. She was the one. Was she the, like, the. the... She was a girl in the dress. Or was that. Shield. It was Shield. <laughs> Maybe she wasn't both. I don't know. Are you thinking of like the 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 girl in Fringe that was like the the helper of? Uh... No, I'm not talking. I'm, okay. I'm not her. I I yeah no not oh, her. Okay. Um, got it. Was she in Fringe? <laughs> no, it doesn't. This is actually her first say. acting role ever. <laughs> no, she was in Shield. She was Reina. She was the girl in the flower dress. Um, that's what most people probably will know her from. Oh, Apparently, still... she's in Preacher, the TV series, which I've heard good things. Uh, yep, I have those recorded. I'll watch those, uh, you know, once I get through my backlog of two seasons of Walking Dead. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, okay, so Ruth Nega, Joel Egerton, and Michael Shannon, among others, obviously. Um, the synopsis for that is Richard and Mildred Loving, an interracial couple, are sentenced to prison in Virginia in 1958 for getting married. So, I feel like this movie is probably going to be, I'm trying to find the, the name of that guy. Martin Koskas, mm-hmm. that's the guy, if you want to look at the guy here. He was, um, uh, God, he's in so many things. Um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> wow. Fringe. <laughs> oh, most recently I'm thinking of is Into the Badlands. Did you watch that? Nope. Oh, well, that was good. Um, he's been Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. <laughs> so you like uh, Joel Edgerton, yeah? Yeah. Oh, he was in Kingdom of Heaven. Did you watch that with with uh, Orlando Bloom and uh, Liam Neeson? No, I, I didn't see that. That's one of my favorite movies. You seen The Gift? No. With Edgerton and uh, Bateman. No. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Though? Yeah. Um. And then Edgerton was in uh, Midnight Special too, as I recall. 
And he was in uh, uh, Exodus, Gods and Kings. Or... <laughs> I didn't see that. Yeah. And he was in, uh, what was the one that really made him hit? Was it Warrior? Like the MMA one or something? He was in one of those. Oh, yeah. As I recall. But isn't that, it? I want to say that's not out yet. Is it? No, this was like years years ago. Oh, Warrior 2011. Yeah. Um, let's see. He's a Black Mass. He was in The Great Gatsby. I I appreciate that he's like never the same guy in any of his movies. Yeah, he's very uh, he's very like Christian Bailey. Uh huh. He'll he'll do something. but even Christian Bale, it's kind of the same. Has the same mannerisms. Yeah, it, it seems as though Christian or um, Joel. Joel is is like just a different person in every single role, which is, which I appreciate. Yeah. Have you seen Kinky Boots? I don't think so. No. That's, that's, if you haven't, you haven't seen it. It's going to be what I'm going to sign you this week. Uh, <laughs> it's him and and uh, and Chuitil Ejiofor before he was famous. Mm-hmm. Um, as. Oh yeah, I, I know what this is. As a drag queen, you, you talk you talk of it often. Yeah. I've yet to see it. It's a young Joel, like, before he was famous, too. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's really great to see that. Oh, uh, Joel Edgerton was also in uh, one of the Star Wars prequels. One or two of them. Uh, so there you go. There's a little fun fact for you. Like, way before he was famous. Star Wars. He was Owen Lars. There you go. Owen it, Lars. Is that... Was that... Uh, does that make him one of the his family? He was like a little Anakin's, uh, like uncle or yeah, something. That's what yeah, say. His Some, something like that. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> I, so my feeling about this movie is right. the trailer was the most boring. It it is not a movie for someone that wants action. It's it's gonna be very. I feel like it's gonna know, be a great movie. Right. But the trailer just does not do it justice. Um. And I'm looking yeah. at it thinking this it's gonna be kind of slow, mm-hmm. but meaningful. Right. Just like all the other Jeff Nichols movies, right? Um, it's gonna be great, but just don't take don't don't judge the movie by its trailer. I would pretty much echo all that. I mean, I thought the trailer was fine. I didn't find a lot wrong with it. Yeah. To be honest, I mean, it started slow. Yeah. It started like the movie would start, whereas yeah. you want to start a trailer. So wait, with, a, with a bang, so, so to speak. Trailer <laughs> number two should be banging. Right. <laughs> Just, just like that couple. <laughs> right. Joel and uh, whatever her Ruth. name was. Ruth. Just banging away. Illegally. Right. Apparently. In 1958, Virginia. Even though they were married. In Maine, for show. Right. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to give that five sarves. I will give it a four. I'm just going off its pedigree. The pedigree this is a, this. yeah, this is a Cannes uh, film, uh, by the way. Yeah. Film festival. There. Selection. Right. Okay. Some some high ratings. Mm-hmm. You got a five, a three and a half, and a four. Look at that. I got a five, a four and a half, and a three and a half. What's the mean of those? Of like all together? And if you did a two prop T test <laughs> on our ratings and uh, on your ratings and my ratings, um, what would the findings be? Nineteen. 22, uh-huh. 25 and a half divided by 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Mm-hmm. What is that? That's not... Never mind. We'll move on. That's the average. Well, I was talking about individually. So like 4 and, and then half. we would compare those so results nine against and a each half, other. So 9.5 divided by 2. That's 4.25. Divided by 3 because there's 3 movies. 
I'm so confused. Me no math. <laughs> All right, the last one we're going to talk about is a sausage party trailer. Number two, Red Band trailer. That's yeah, I was. imagine Red Band. Didn't it say it wasn't. It, it says it right there. Did it? Oh, okay. But did it show Red Band? I don't recall. I feel like oh. it just started, didn't it? Yeah, it did. That's why I was confused. <laughs> um, yeah, they released official Red Band trailer number two yesterday. Um, We're both very excited about this movie. Yeah. So it had it definitely had new footage in it. It uh, it had the same structure. Like, it didn't introduce a lot of new set pieces, so to speak. I mean, it did toward the end. Right. Like, it starts in the... I mean, I would imagine a lot of it happens in the grocery store and whatever home they get to. I mean, it kind of reveals, like, their probable human ally. Uh-huh. This, this guy who's probably high when he sees... So, okay, it, it reveals that... The food will rise against humans. Yeah, the food, the food <laughs> is rising against the humans, and that apparently the food has the ability to make themselves known f- so that humans see them. It's like Toy Story, but Toy Story, the toys drop. And also, apparently, it's not just food that is alive because there's a roll of toilet paper that also yes. speaks yes. <laughs> later in this trailer. So. Yes. Yeah, I don't know how far this is going to go, but <laughs> it's just all inanimate objects yeah. and or food. <laughs> I mean, I bet Woody and, and Buzz could could act up in front of their Andy right? if they wanted to. True. So, I don't know. <laughs> this is going to be great. It comes out, what does it say, August 12th, I think? Uh-huh. Um, it's just going to be full of uh, F-bombs and, and all that, and it's going to be it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> a potato calls a woman a whore. Right. I mean. <laughs> but wouldn't she see them... Wouldn't she see them, like... Scream? Right. I, I'm I sure there's a big reveal there as to how they're able to make themselves known. Yeah. At and some point, maybe the guy maybe he had to be high or something. Yeah, because it definitely like that. that guy's definitely gonna be high. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I mean, he's thinks he's seen food move. Uh-huh. Some with it without legs. Right. Um, okay. So, is that it? You want to talk about that at all anymore? Or are you okay? <laughs> no, I mean, you know, August twelfth. We're still waiting. We're getting closer. Yeah. Almost two. Almost what? Three weeks out. I don't know. Just about. Sure. Joey does math. Um, <sighs> Not even once. Mm. That's the end of that segment. Alrighty, we will be right back to sweet. <laughs> and now it's time for our movie segment. This is um, a segment entitled "What Again." Uh, movies we've seen since last week. Since last fortnight, correct. So it's two weeks this week. <laughs> um, that doesn't mean it's any longer. Actually, no. it's rather short for two weeks. Right. Uh, part of me thinks that I forgot something, but I always write things down. Except for... Uh, what people don't know is that you have things just scrawled everywhere on your walls. <laughs> uh, the number 23. Right. Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> One um, would think insane people live here it's not my blood mm-hmm. actually that's the truth though <laughs> insane people do live here right i have to be crazy to live with you know <laughs> the people i'm gesturing to wildly <laughs> uh, to your left and to your right there <laughs> okay so this segment um as you may have uh figured out by now are the movies that we've seen since last recording right um usually it's a week 
So I make a list, they make a list, we combine the list, and we talk about the list. Joey has a uh, do-trio of movies, and I have one. <laughs> a do-do-no? <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, so... There's going to be a lot of Pokemon references in the, in the future of these podcasts. Because it is, Pokemon Go did not exist the last time we recorded. Right. <laughs> it may have, but we weren't up on it. No, I don't think it did. If it was, if it was the two six. weeks ago, then it... Yeah. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, it didn't exist last time. <laughs> it right. did. It just wasn't launched. Right. Um, it existed somewhere in some form. Um, these people are freaking out because they're like, "Oh, you think Pokemon Go is bad? Wait to see Mario Kart Go." <laughs> yeah, that's not actually going to be a thing. Is it? Though? I don't think. <laughs> Self-driving cars. Essentially, what Mario Kart Go would would be in people's minds is that you would drive in your actual car, but then you'd be looking through your phone. In order to like yeah, can't, drive can't over just coins a, and stuff, a HUD on my windshield—that's yeah, a great idea. <laughs> um, that's not a person; that's a star. <laughs> they can't. They couldn't do Mario Kart Go. They could do legally or physically. <laughs> you could do it physically, like you can make that world. I'm sure, mm-hmm. uh, but you can't actually do it. So. Mario Kart Go. Yeah. So anyway. All right, <laughs> so the first movie we're talking about is Captain Phillips. Uh-huh. Um, so Captain Phillips is one of my favorite movies of the Oscar season of 2014, 15? I think it was 14. Um, Tom Hanks Driven Machine about the 2000... And uh, Barkhad Abdi. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. He was the captain for a little while. He was the captain now. He's the captain of this prison cell still. Well, maybe he's not. Maybe he's the bitch. You don't know. <laughs> right he's very skinny i don't think he, he could throw his weight around but it's not much um <laughs> has he done anything recently he, I thought no I he's in prison how is he supposed to do anything i thought i saw him in something else though uh i don't like semi-recently did he have acting chops <laughs> barcod abdi um yeah so it's about the 2000 and what, nine, 2008-ish? Uh, Somali pirate. Um, takeover of the uh, Marist Alabama mm-hmm. uh, for Somali waters. Right. Um, it's just uh, really great. The whole movie is, the watching the movie is worth the last five minutes. Mm-hmm. It, the whole movie is great, but the last five minutes are just, Tom Hanks should have been nominated for an Oscar and he wasn't. <laughs> and I'm kind of upset about that. Yeah. Uh, it's unfortunate. That he doesn't have more than what he has already. <laughs> he needs more recognition. It's really unfair. Yeah. If I was him, I'd quit acting, because obviously right. people aren't seeing him right. this way. Um, after he keeps churning out these Da Vinci's, he, sh- he should quit. Uh, Cloud Atlas 3 and 4. Right. Uh, June 28th, 2016, it was announced that Barkhad Abdi joins the Blade Runner sequel. Oh, that's unfortunate. He also starred in uh, Eye in the Sky. That's what I saw him in. Okay. You wouldn't know I wouldn't unless know. you watched it. From the emergency room? <laughs> right. Yeah, no. Well, it's probably out already. In 2016, he was on Family Guy as Abduali Muse. Uh-huh. <laughs> His pirate character from oh, Captain Phillips. <laughs> good. So there you go. So. <laughs> it does not appear that he's gained much weight. No. <laughs> um, looking gaunt. <laughs> Still. Old Barkhad. <laughs> Oh, God. I mean, I don't see anything about him being, like, in prison. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> God. <laughs> you don't understand. 
But anyway, what I have to live with. Uh, Captain Phillips is one of your favorite movies. We oh, understand. Yeah, sure. Um, it was it was Best Picture nominated, so you know people generally would agree with you, and I liked it a lot too when mm-hmm. I saw it. Yeah. I am the captain now became a very popular phrase quote meme for a long, for a long time. I guess it it's, still is. It still is. <laughs> I mean, I think that I posted that on someone's Facebook like two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> It gets around. Right. <laughs> like your mom. <laughs> okay. Um, so I, I was thinking, I was looking at movies, and I was like, oh, I think that I saw earlier something I was going to bring up. So I looked. I went back and looked. That guy, Martin Koskis, Soskoskis? Sure. The guy who is uh, the sheriff in the, in the We Hate Black People movie, The Loving. Oh, okay. He's going to be in a movie called True Crimes, which I was like, is that a remake of True Crimes? Mm, is it? But it's not. It's no. a new but Jim Carrey's the lead in that. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember. I looked up Jim Carrey. Um, and I just uh, realized I was thinking uh, True Lies to see what crime. to see what he was doing. Yeah, because I, I was he's inter- got a I, beard. Was inter- I was interested in where. Yeah, he's uh, he looks like me, but with a gray beard. Right. You know, he's like a legit painter. I'm sure he's. I'm sure like all these actors are artists and really great. Yeah, I um, want I want to buy one of his pieces, but I don't think they're like available cheap. to be sold or anything <laughs> or cheap I can't, yeah. I can't imagine if he ever all of a sudden sold part of his catalog that they would be cheap but um, that would be cool right on a jim carrey original of course it would heck yes we could just kidnap him and make him do it mm. like misery all over again wow we can hobble him what else did you watch um hot pursuit which i watched last night oh that's that uh that got uh nominated for best picture too right yeah as i recall yeah yep Tell me about that one. Uh, Reese Witherspoon, Sophia Vergara. Uh, basically about Reese Witherspoon, who is this like really super nerdy cop who works in works in a catalog or evidence room. Um, she's kind of like a laughing stock of the force. <laughs> of course. Um, her dad was a really great cop, and everyone respected him. And she's kind of like this, this, you know. So she got forced in the field, kind of. Is that how that worked? <laughs> so uh, she. I'm very intrigued. Was brought out of the uh, the evidence room. Because by law, she, they were escorting Sofia Vergara, and they had to have a female escort. I see. For a female prisoner, or female witness. She was going to witness protection. And so and so she goes and gets to Sofia, and then they like realize that the entire police force is trying to kill Sofia Vergara. <laughs> uh-huh. And by virtue, her as well. So um, it's basically them trying to survive... Um, so, okay, I recall this being uh, very poorly received. Um, what do you think? How was it? Um, did you laugh at all? I did. Were there funny moments? There was a funny moment or two. What type of, like, slapstick humor is that what we're looking at? Um, I mean, I can't imagine it would be, like, raunchy or anything. So, it's kind of, so they, I don't know, I'll explain it, you tell me what you think it is. It's, it's plain counter to her established character like she'd say like one-liners that were totally out of character for her character you know what i mean uh <laughs> they weren't necessarily funny they were just funny that her character said them okay <laughs> so you know what i mean that sounds like a bad comedy to me okay. <laughs> it wasn't That's great in that, that category but like they said there were one or two laughs there was it's just it was part of it was a hot mess it was just I mean, it was it was whatever it was. It, it was a hot pursuit. It wasn't the heat, you uh-huh. know, with which the, what it, is what it was trying to be, kind of. I don't know if they came out around the same time or not, but um, uh, not really. 
was probably a couple years after Hot Pursuit. Let's let's go to the Google. Hot Pursuit came out in 2015. Yeah, you're right. And the Heat was what 12, 13. It's 13. Yeah. So, I think they were trying to trying to go that kind of route. The 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 mm-hmm. the buddy comedy with women cops. Um, did anything come uh, flopping out of Reese Witherspoon's spanks? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Just wondering. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to mention Sofia Vergara's breasts because they were out the entire movie. Mm, she can't help it, though, I think. I think <laughs> no amount of clothing can help that. It would it would seem as such. Much like, uh, what's her name from uh, <laughs> from Mad Men? The, uh, the, oh, uh, the uh, red-headed... Uh, just, no, not. It's, it's Christina not, Hendrick. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> she can't help it either. Um, uh I mean, the funniest part of that movie was probably the gag reel during the credits. Mm-hmm. That's all, yeah. I love gag reels. Yeah. Movies seem like a lot of fun to put together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially when they're comedies. Then they, they, shouldn't they be funnier then? Even if they're bad. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, so that was that. I'd love to watch the Paul Blart Mall Cop Two gag reel. I'm sure it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> the next one I watched, which I actually just finished watching when you were walking in, or we finished it. Uh-huh. Um. The Big Short. Right. So we've seen. I've seen that. I saw that before. We, I assume, have talked about it. It has come out in the last seven months. So. Well, we talked about it on our Oscars minisode. Okay. Because it was it was nominated for Best Picture, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Yes, So that it would have been in the roundup. Mm-hmm. And Christian Bale was nominated. So. Right. Um, we talked about it a little bit then. Uh, just, I'm still mad that Steve Carell didn't, wasn't nominated for an Oscar. Yep. Um, he had a good few years there with the Foxcatcher and... Like you were I did not or, personally like Foxcatcher, but yeah, I mean, I think he was good in it. I I didn't watch it. I stopped halfway through, but he, it was he so. Was, he did. He portrayed his character well. Yeah, and it, you were, it, you were saying earlier that he's like one of the. I don't, this is not what you said, but this is what I think, and I agree with you that he's like one of the best people, one of the best actors, one of the actors that can. To, Go comedy drama seamlessly. Yeah, the word I used was seamlessly, and yeah. and uh, I I don't know if he's gonna. Well, his comedy is is different. I mean, Get Smart was like slapsticky, but uh-huh. but otherwise, you know, he was just kind of a little bit of a of a dunce type. I mean, his office. character in Big Short was was comedic, but not in a funny way. Right. It was more like. Mm-hmm. Just the way he acted, he he wasn't trying to be funny. He uh-huh. wasn't trying to portray himself as funny, but it was just the way he was that he acted yeah. in the culture he was in. And he does he does drama very well. I don't know. There's just uh, him and John Krasinski. That's why I love The Office so much. The, all of a sudden, the people coming out of there are doing great things too. So. Yeah, Ellie Kemper's a giant star. Yeah, um, I, I haven't seen uh, Rain Wilson in anything really. <laughs> Who else we got? Uh. B.J. Novak's in a thing or two every yeah. now and again. Yeah, and he but he's a lot of behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean that that group of people is. Mm-hmm. I mean, what about uh, Jenna Fisher's in something every now and again? Ed uh, Helms is he? Is, Ed is, Helms is huge. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <he laughs> yeah. Well, it's because they have that 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 the deadpan, which Rashida Jones. Yeah. So uh, you get some Parks and Rec people in there, too, if yeah. you want. <laughs> uh, I've seen The Office uh, through twice, like the whole nine-season run, and I, I really want to watch it again now. Yeah. It's so great. Well, how many episodes per season are there? I think it varied. 
like the first season's probably only six, but you know. Oh. Then it got picked up as a full thing, so they're probably twenty or whatever. Because if I can watch Lost three times, I mean they're only half an hour, so I can. You, watch you can burn through. Right. You can burn through pretty quick. Right. If I can watch seven seasons of an, a forty-five minute long, right show, <laughs> and it's and it's mindless too, to some degree. The Office, you know, you yeah. can just. There, I mean, there are some things. Either I was running gags. You have to. You probably don't have to pay attention to, but you will notice. Right. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I'd watch it just for the CPR scene. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, I don't watch that whole thing now. <laughs> so great. Anyway. Um, okay, so um uh yeah, that's all I have for mine. So you, now yours here's your secret life of pets, but don't spoil it for me. You wanna see it, do you? Um of okay, I, so I, I don't, I'm not going to the theaters, but go ahead and spoil it, I don't care. <laughs> I'm not gonna go see it in theaters and by the time I see it in, in on T V I'm not gonna remember. Well, I mean, I don't know that there's a whole lot to spoil. So pretty much this movie is about, um, it centers around the life of one dog when um, its owner, like, leaves for the day to go to work or whatever. And, you know, it centers around what, what the pets the pets do when their owners leave. And, um, like, a lot of the neighboring pets all congregate on this with this one dog and they just, like, chill, <laughs> I guess. But then... The like main the plot of the movie starts to formulate when the owner brings in a new dog. Um, like okay. like she rescues another dog into the household, and then, and then a curveball is thrown into the situation. Um, and then what happens from there? I don't remember. <laughs> uh, hold on, I'm uh, I'm I'm googling the movie. Okay. It was very cold in the theater when we watched this. <laughs> It was maybe 55 degrees. It's hard to concentrate. We also sat in the front row. <laughs> yeah, I went to Rubio's tonight, and it w- I think that the uh, the AC was on like as cold as it possibly could be and blowing mm-hmm. right on me. So then it all of a sudden shifts to this, uh, this like underground um, collection of animals who have been like betrayed by their owners or whatever they're like the hard animals you know and they're like revolting against the humans kind of thing which it it took a an odd turn that i didn't expect there yeah but um i really liked it a lot as a whole um i know you asked me like a few days ago if i liked it more than finding dory and i i wouldn't say that i do but it had more of an enjoyment factor to it. Uh-huh. There were, like, legitimate laughs in this. Um, just, like, just like how you would laugh when your pet does something s- stupid or, or how you think your pet, you know, reacts to a certain situation. Like, this movie captured it really well. Right. Um, so here's some of the voice cast. Louis C.K. is the main uh, dog, Max. Eric Stone Street is in it. Uh, Kevin Hart, of course. <laughs> Jenny Slate, Ellie Kemper, who we just talked about. Um, Dana Carvey, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Moynihan, Steve Coogan, Albert Brooks, Lake Bell, um, Hannibal Burris. Like every other, uh, you know, animated movie out there, this this is star-studded, so. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun for the family and everyone. Yeah. I mean, I... Art it's, style it's is like, Is that Pixar, yeah? This is uh, not Pixar. DreamWorks? This, uh, I think, is DreamWorks, yeah. It's, it's not Pixar for sure, tell you that. 
It's probably, it's, yeah, it's, well, I mean, yeah, it's probably, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's produced by Illumination, who did um, Despicable Me and all that. Okay. Oh, there's like a little minion short, actually, in front of this movie, too, which is pretty funny. So they're going the, the short route, too, right. with Pixar. This is good. It reviewed well, you know. It uh, it beat Ghostbusters in the box office first week. Well, it's also a kids movie, right? So. Everybody, I guess they all do. <laughs> if if an animated movie comes out, it's beating the box office. Something bad happened. <laughs> I don't know if they're gonna hear that on the recording or not. What I I'm, I'm so I forgot to do tidbit, so I was loading all the pages, mm-hmm. and a video started playing in my headphones. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're gonna hear that on the recording. If you do, it's, it's okay. <laughs> um, That's right. I, I, I forgot how it turned from them being in the house. So they were going for a walk, and then and then um, uh, cats hit the fan. Let's put it that way. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. So yeah, it was like some, a group of alley cats, uh, things go astray. Astray, because they're stray cats. <laughs> I don't get it. Okay. <laughs> um and then and then you know Kevin Hart is is like the underground leader of the of the animals who were you know betrayed by their owners or whatever no you know that kind of thing he's a oh. rabbit oh, <laughs> shouldn't it be Eminem playing rabbit <laughs> they couldn't they couldn't get him yeah couldn't catch him they settled for Kevin Hart yeah a lot of people do. <laughs> Hollywood has been settling for Kevin Hart for a while. People <laughs> like Central Intelligence, mm. and I liked The Ringer. Yeah, with Kaylee Cuoco Sweeting at the time, <laughs> and Josh Gad. That's uh, the end you of this. I mean Olaf. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, we'll take a break and we'll come back. And uh, I forgot to tidbit, so we'll do that next. Sure. Right, see you in a flash. It is time now for uh, a segment that should have come previously, but now it's going to be now. So it's called Trashy Tidbits. Mm. So it's just uh, just some information that I uh, find or we all find throughout the week or, you know, since last recording um, regarding movies and the movie world. Just some information. So um, I have a few things here. I'm just going to run down the list and we're going to talk about them. So uh, Saw 8. Oh, good. Hold on. <laughs> tell me tell me more got a release date yes i'm so happy um october 28th or 27th the th- this year yeah this year oh gosh um it's tentatively called saw legacy oh that doesn't mean it's the last one does it it can never be the last one um oh it's happening with the piranha 3d writers that's good yeah <laughs> so i know you like saw so i love saw I uh, I did this one for you. I'm so excited. Yep. What? Uh, let's see. Okay, I'm trying to see like what this is about or <laughs> what's no, gonna happen. There's here. nothing. There yeah, there's there's nothing. This plot is unknown. I think I, all I had was uh, the only thing I saw was that I had a release. Yeah, date. You think for something with an October release date, it would have like a plot or a trailer by now? But whatever. Yeah. 
Oh, sorry, October 2017. Oh, I thought you said okay. I see this I, year. I, you, you did say this year, and I said yes. Yeah. It's also 2 a.m. Oh. So. Well, that did that disappoint. <laughs> yeah. I am disappointed. So, maybe this time next year they still won't have a plot. Okay. All right, next thing. Uh-huh. Um, Alden Ehrenreich. Okay. <laughs> was funny. officially announced to be the, the new young... Han Solo. Oh, he's great. Do you know what he's been in? No. Okay, let me uh, find his IMDb. What here. is his name again? Alden Ehrenreich. E H R E N Reich, like the Nazis. Right. Okay, he's got a. Uh... Uh, wasn't he in? Um, he was in Blue Jasmine. He looks um, a little bit like. Tom Brady. And Harrison Ford. Yeah. Which is the point. Oh, he was in Hail Caesar. He's a, he's a guy, the country guy. Country I didn't star. see Hail Caesar, did you? I, no, but I, I see him in the trailer. Um, let's see. Oh, this is a, he's in a movie called Tetra, which is similar to a Tetris. <laughs> I don't have a Tetris update this week. I can't imagine I will ha- for a while. Mm. They're kind of keeping the plot under wraps, apparently, from what I hear. So, so he was uh, 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 announced as the Han Solo for the untitled Han Solo Star Wars anthology film. I think they'll probably stick with that. Yeah, I don't. I don't it's, it's ring. It's got a good ring. Yeah, I don't, nice I don't ring see why they would change that. Yeah, the plot for that is also unknown, and it's coming out May twenty fifth, two thousand eighteen. It's probably going to have something to do with Han Solo. He used to be Han Duo. Now it's going to explain why he's on Solo. So. Low. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we'll bring in our, our Star Wars expert if we can ever get her, if we can get her down here from Sacramento. <laughs> expert. <laughs> we have, uh, um, yeah. We can, we can Skype her in. George Lucas's daughter, if he has one. <laughs> it's her. <laughs> Georgina. Actually, George Lucas's daughter, Georgina, if you're listening <laughs> and like to be on our podcast, email at us at trailertrashpodcast at outlook.com. Right. All right. So the next thing, um, we talked about this already, but uh, Brian Cranston revealed that Power Rangers will be dark, like the Dark Knight, will be gritty. Um, I have a problem with this being, did he actually say like the Dark Knight? Yeah. So let me, I, let me find the quote. Let's see here. Um, that's not, so he said that, uh, um, he, he made reference to the Batman movie series, how the, the Batman television series, um, he said it was different because it was similar to the reimagining that the Batman series went through to become the Batman movies. Mm -hmm. And so the person interviewed him clarified and said, you mean like dark Knight?" And he said, yeah. He said he didn't know if the tone is as dark as that because you're dealing with teenagers. Um, he said the appropriateness of that in real teenage life and going through high school and the cliques and the popularity lack thereof, all that stuff plays into it. So um, so were you a Power Rangers fan? Yeah, sure. I, I mean, it was like on when I was a kid because that's the thing to watch. Uh-huh. That was the thing to watch, but I, I didn't find myself caring much. I may have dressed up as the Red Ranger one Halloween, uh, <laughs> but that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Do you want your Power Rangers movie to be dark? Yes. Because yes. I'm old enough now to appreciate. But there's this trend that 
everything is not sugar coated has to be dark all of a sudden in order for it to be gritty and real. And I don't think that what needs do you mean? to be the case. What dark it has to be dark to be gritty? Like everyone loves Batman because it's dark. That kind of thing. Because it's like the real world. Sure. But then everyone can still love Ant Man. Ant Man didn't need to be dark. Right. Like Power Rangers but is, it was, not, is and not, also wasn't gritty. Power Rangers is not something that's was really ever dark. It's very fun. It's almost like Scooby Doo. <laughs> well, neither sense. was Batman the the TV show, right? And then uh, Nolan made it into a Dark Knight, mm-hmm. and got Heath Ledger dead and an Oscar. I love the but, but that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. Right. I'm saying that Power Rangers is not the right. <laughs> I think property it, to do this to. I think it could be. I don't know. I I. I would rather have it dark than have it be just a feature length. Because people don't of like actually take the Power Rangers seriously, do they? You know what I you mean. You shut your commie mouth. <laughs> Amy Jo Johnson is a national treasure. I think she's Canadian. <laughs> the Pink Ranger. <laughs> actually, let me look up. She's she can't be. She can't be Canadian. It would just break my heart. She's American. Okay. <laughs> um, she's 45. Oh, oh, Lord. She will not be reprising her role then. Not without some uh, osteoporosis. Pills. Well, I mean, if they're in the suit the whole time. Like, hold them together? <laughs> right. <laughs> or how would you know? <laughs> she just voice acted the whole thing? That's how Power Rangers works, right? They're just in the suits all the time? Not all the time. And they're, then, they're mighty and then, morphin Power Rangers. And then when they, um, <laughs> you know, if, they're, if they ever find themselves... In different parts of the world, they go to the highest peak that they can find, and then they they scream "Go Go Power Rangers!" And then they all come together, much like uh, Ron Burgundy's conch in Anchorman. News team, <laughs> <laughs> right? That's how that works, right? You should have done that at the lab today. I would have come running, <laughs> <laughs> or yesterday, or two days ago when I was there. Oh, you weren't there today? I don't know what day today is. <laughs> well, today's only been today for two hours. Oh. Okay, then. <laughs> Yesterday, then. Joey hasn't slept in like three days. They're all blending together. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when do they not blend together? Uh-huh. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. You made reference to... Oh, remember the Animorphs? <laughs> yeah. I think they should do something with that. So, okay. There was a certain cheese ball factor to the to the Power Rangers show. Okay. Wouldn't you want a little bit of that in your movie? Because that's where the nostalgia comes from. No. It comes from... <laughs> the nostalgia is, is the property itself, but it also stems from how the show was when you watched it as a kid. So here's, like, a, here's the thing. It's like... So you, 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 take, you on... take something that you... Um, I don't know. What's another thing? Uh, Blue's Clues. <laughs> you take Blue's Clues, and then all of a sudden you make it about... Um, uh, Steve is like a is like um a, a sexual predator, and his dog Blue is <laughs> like a. <laughs> that's what you're changing your property all of a sudden to something totally different. That's, that's what not I'm totally that's different. Not... It's still five teenagers coming together to defeat a nemesis. Except there'll be like blood and and darkness and. Uh, like any adult paying fifteen dollars should be entitled to. Paying fifteen. 
that's not why you're going to go and see it. You're not going to go and see Power Rangers to see something new. You're going to go see Power Rangers because you liked it before and you want to see more of what you liked before. No, I'm, I, I, I was going to say, I don't care about the plot or the storylines of the previous Power Rangers because it's gone through different generations, different iterations. Mm-hmm. Um, I Red and blue and black and white and such, right? <laughs> There's like the ones I remember were, were the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Uh-huh. That was where Emilia Johnson was in. Um, Here's a good one. It's like turning Pokemon into Yu-Gi-Oh. All of a sudden, Pokemon's very bright and jiggly puffy, and Yu-Gi-Oh's very all dragons and very serious. <laughs> but they're totally. Different. But it's the same. <laughs> Totally idea <laughs> it's like you can go online and watch um unofficial versions of power rangers and mortal Kombat and stuff and they're super dark mortal Kombat's already dark obviously it's mortal Kombat, <laughs> right. but um they can go watch a power rangers one and it's dark and gritty and great mm-hmm. and I, I don't know I don't, i'm not saying i don't who knows it could be good i'm just saying I'm i not, feel like i'm not watching it for i'm not going to see it for the cheese ball factor mm-hmm. and i'm not going to go see it to view the old same old tropes that have been played out through this the series before mm-hmm. i'm going to see it because i enjoy power i i mm. i correlate power rangers with a good time uh-huh. and i also <laughs> like dark darker movies because i am a depressed soul and have no heart sure so if i can marry those two uh-huh. in a movie that has brian cranston and it is zordon uh-huh then why not? Uh-huh. Elizabeth Banks is in this too. Yeah, she's gonna be the bad bad. I lady. didn't recognize any of the main the, the the Rangers. Off the top of my head, I can't remember who they are, but I, I remember not. They're just like upstarts, right? As far as I know, I would I I would if I was casting, I'd have mm-hmm. new actors in it. Uh, so those are what Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Gosling, uh, <laughs> um, Becky G. Is she the one that sang the shower song? Yeah. <laughs> She's going to be uh, in that. Um, da- is his name Dacker? D-A-C-R-E? Dax Dark? Sh- Dax Shepard. He's playing Jason the Red Ranger. Um, he's been... This is... That'll be his third movie. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Ludie Lynn is playing the Yellow Ranger. Ludie. No, the Black Ranger. Uh-huh. Let's see. He was in... Oh, that's a man, Ludi. Yeah. Okay. Who's in Marco Polo? You're watching that, aren't you? I finished watching it. I, it was only one episode, so I don't recommend. Oh, okay. Um, let's see who else. Naomi Scott is going to be. I imagine she's going to be the Yellow Ranger. I could be wrong though. Um, Pink Ranger. Gosh, mm-hmm. she's Amy Jo Johnson. Um, <laughs> where's Amy Jo Johnson? <laughs> Um, She's being 45 and moved on with her life. And then uh, R.G. Siler is going to be... Blue that Ranger. is a great name, R.G. Siler. So you know the Blue Ranger's name is Billy Cranston? <laughs> no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no way. Um, <laughs> okay. So you give Power Rangers five stars. I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. Ever. All right, next thing. Um, Kirsten Dunst is going to direct The Bell Jar. The Bell Jar. Which is um, a Sylvia Plath novel. Oh, okay. Um, and Dakota Fanning's going to star in it. Hmm. And I heard our, uh, on on the Facebooks, I saw that our Star Wars expert is highly <laughs> distressed about this. So I have not read the book. So I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. 
I have no background in this as well. Okay, next thing. Um, Gary Marshall died, so. Yes, he did. There's that. He directed Pretty Woman and created Happy Days. And he also directed or had something Prince. to do with um, the very recently released Mother's Day. Yeah, he wrote that. He directed Princess Diaries 1 and 2 and Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. Directed Georgia Rule, you know, all these good movies. Yeah. Directed Overboard, which is one of the greatest movies ever made. Mm-hmm. Kurt Russell and uh, well, yeah, Goldie Hawn. We're all we're all uh, very sad, of course, for his passing. But I would like to end this by saying that we are Marshall. Okay. Uh, two more things. Uh, J.J. Abrams has said that he will not recast Anton Yelchin's role in the Star Trek. I heard that, too. Um, He's not sure if they're going to write his death in or not or how they're going to handle it, but he said that he could imagine... Yeah, I'm not too involved in the Star Trek lore, but his character is a part of the whole thing, so it'd be interesting to see where they go. They'd have to kill him off. Yeah. He's communications guy Mm -hmm. on the ship, so he's... And he's... I would say become increasingly popular. Here's the thing. I mean, can you do, cause let's just, I mean the next star Trek movie to come out after the one that just, I think just came out what a week ago or is is coming out or whatever. Well, I know Michael's going to see it tomorrow morning. Okay. So, I mean, let's say it's three years in the future, give or take right a year. You see people ever forget. Not that they'll forget, but like, I feel like you could probably write it off. And just have him not be there and probably be fine. Uh, I don't think you would need to kill him off. Oh, I'd you like know? Them, I'd like them to kill him off. Yeah, I like. I guess it may maybe it depends how this one goes. If, you know? if they can find a way to make it a a, a part of the storyline right. and make it stick mm-hmm. and make it really important, um, they should do it. They should, or, may, or maybe they do a uh, fast seven type thing where he rides off into the sunset type thing instead they, of actually killing him off. Or they CGI him for a scene and they get in, they, he That's dies what you would have scene. to do in order to kill him. He would need to be CGI'd in it, right? And then he'd die in the, in the scene. Right. And then be a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I think that, and in that three, might not go well. And in three years, that technology should be... Better than it was. With Paul Walker. Uh-huh. Although it was as good as... It would, you would ever yeah. make it. Also, Paul Walker had a brother or has a brother that looks two very similar to him. Yeah. <laughs> which helped. All right. So then the last thing I have came out today. It, it was developing, I guess, yesterday, if you want to be technical. 209 right now. Uh, Thursday. Um, uh, so Divergent. Have you heard any of this? So I heard that they're going to make the last part into a TV series or something. Is that... Yeah, well, no, what they did was because part one of the finale did so terrible, terribly in the theaters. So it's supposed to be two movies. It's put, of course. They split the last book into two movies uh-huh. just to make more money. And the first part of the last book movie mm-hmm. did, it was pan, critically panned. It didn't make any money. So for some reason, which I don't know why you're doing this, they're making the last part a TV movie. I thought it was like a like a series. Well, they were hoping they're hoping to do a TV movie and then launch that into a spinoff, but none of the cast is coming back. So the recast is that for sure, or is that so? the The newest information I have is when I was uh, right before you got here, I was looking up and Ansel 
Elgort. Elgort was uh, quoted as saying that he was sad because nobody has said their goodbyes and they were hoping to work together one last time. So he indicated that they aren't coming back. I mean, the formula hasn't worked. It's the last movie. In terms of box office. Yeah. It seems like, why wouldn't you just churn it out there? Why even bother to... Or why would they not come... Why would they... Even if it is a TV movie, which is fine, you know, you don't have to have a silver screen all the time. Why wouldn't they come back and just do it one last movie and, and do it on TV? Why? Is it something that, that... I think it's that they just don't want... Does Shailene have, a, have control of whether she does it on TV or not? I mean, it's probably all of them. They probably don't want to see this franchise be lowered enough to have it, you know, making hundreds of millions of dollars two movies ago, and then all of a sudden it's a TV movie. <laughs> Right, but but then you're part of a, a a series that you refuse to be in the last part. You know, it's just I think it looks. It's fun. not like they have an emotional tie to this. Not really. I well, mean, they, it, I think it is all be. about money. That's well, they act for the degree. actors. That's what I mean. Yeah. Well, the actors I think are fine money wise. It's gonna. It's the the studio's decision what they want to do. Yeah. I think if I was Shailene or Theo or whatever then I'd want to carry on and just, it's one more movie. It's what, two months of filming, you know, just, just, yeah. I mean, if it was a regular theatrical release, I think that'd be fine. But the curveball thrown into this is what makes it all distressing. I'm sure. I mean, could you see, not that this was happening, but could you see Deathly Hallows part two be like, Oh, well, part one didn't do well. So we're going to put this on TV. And be like, Oh, well, no, that's I, a terrible. End. I was, <laughs> I was very surprised when I saw that they were, we're going to make it a TV movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm even more surprised that the cast has decided not to come back. If they, if that's truly what they were, what they were doing, mm-hmm. maybe they're not, maybe they're, maybe they are coming back and that's just a red herring. Right. Um, yeah, who knows? I mean, I, I honestly, I had no, um, interest in ever seeing any of the movies. So the first I, two were good. Have you seen the last one? No, I know it flopped, but n- none of them have actually reviewed well, as I recall. Yeah, I don't know. So, Anyway, that's all I have for that. Mm. So we will take a break and be back with some trivia. Yeah? Sure. All right. (laughs) Hello. Hi. It's time for trivia. Today, I've scoured the internet, just in the last couple minutes, looking for something I can ask Joey that would qualify for this <laughs> trivia segment. Well prepared. I have used this website before. It is thepioneerwoman.com. <laughs> she pioneers trivia. And for you today, I will read off some random multiple choice questions about comedy movies. Yay. <laughs> So by Pioneer Woman, you mean Sporkle? No, this is the PioneerWoman.com. The Pioneer Woman? Yes. Like the cooking show with Reed Drummond? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there's cooking on here, so maybe. But there's the quizzes on this website all the time, so. Really? So I don't know what to tell you. Okay, it's a, it's a network, food network show. Oh, well, there you go. The Pioneer Woman. Did she strike you as a trivia? No, she's total dead behind the eyes. <laughs> Well, they're going to make food for the guys on the ranch today. <laughs> oh, okay. 
That's exactly what she sounds like, too. Uh, first question, Joey. Yes, ma'am. In what movie does the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man begin destroying New York City? Is it Waiting for Guffman, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, oh, oh, okay. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, or Ghostbusters? Mm. Ghostbusters, I'm going to say. That is correct. Okay. Uh, this I next am one, the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. This next one is a quote, and I'm going to need you to identify which movie this quote is from. Can, okay, so can I, if I know it, can I just, can I guess? I suppose. Okay. The quote is, Jim never vomits at home. Jim never vomits at home. Can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> <laughs> Jim never vomits at home. All right, I need my choices. <laughs> it's Annie Hall, Airplane, Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy. Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. I'm going to go Annie Hall. He would be incorrect. It is Airplane. Is it? Oh, yeah. Airplane. It was one of those two because I, I didn't think it was going to be a. Anchorman. Because you've memorized the, the latter two. <laughs> I, lo- I saw this quote. This one's great. According to Buddy the Elf, <laughs> okay. the four food groups Syrup. <laughs> are candy, <laughs> candy canes, candy corns, and... Milk, chocolate, peanut butter, marshmallows, or syrup. Syrup. (laughs) It is syrup. Oh, my God. When's the last time you watched Caddyshack? Never. This is going to be good, then. In the pro shop in Caddyshack, Rodney Dangerfield says, if you buy a hat like Ted Knight's, you get a free box of teas, bowl of soup, golf lesson, go, or cart rental. It says Go. Yeah. Oh. Go. It's bowl of soup. Okay. That was my second choice. You should go with your second choice more often, it seems. Joey, in yeah. Dumb and Dumber, <laughs> okay. what does Lloyd spike Harry's drink with? Salt? Sleep all night? Alcohol? Turbo lax? Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, uh, <laughs> relax. Final answer. Yeah. Correct. Because he wasn't he trying to do the sleep thing? Right. Yeah. I have not seen that in a long time. I got to see that again. Harry, your hands are freezing. <laughs> Joey? Yes? <laughs> what is Bill Murray's occupation in Groundhog Day? Was he a meteorologist or perhaps a school teacher? Possibly a dentist. Maybe he was a salesman. I'm going to go meteorologist. That would be correct. Okay. He studied the hell out of those meteors. <laughs> That's insensitive. Joey. Yes. What is Napoleon Dynamite's favorite sport? Is it volleyball, bocce ball, racquetball, or tetherball? Tetherball. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> been far too long. Tiny <laughs> fat lord. Get some ham. Joey. Yeah. In what movie did Jennifer Aniston's boss ask her to wear 37 pieces of flair? Uh oh god. You want to answer this one without choices? Is it office space? Is it? Yeah. Final answer, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is office space. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Yeah. Uh, oh, these are, all right, scrolling down. 
what was significant about the campfire scene in Blazing Saddles? I don't know. What are the all, options? All the cowboys had headaches. All the cowboys were singing opera. All the cowboys were wearing rhinestone hats. All the cowboys had gas. I like the opera one. It's uh, all the cowboys had gas. Of course it is. <laughs> Thanks, Mel Brooks. Um, here's one. Yes. In There's Something About Mary. Yes. What football player plays Mary's former love interest? Oh, my God. Do you think you would get this without me giving you the choice? No. It is a quarterback. He was a pretty young quarterback at the time. Well, kind of. Okay. <laughs> the only one I think of was Dan Marino. <laughs> was it Peyton Manning? Was it John Elway? Was it Brett Favre? Was it Joe Namath? Oh, God. I don't know. Favre? It is. Okay. Favre. <laughs> one of the more famous cameos of all time, I would say. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, it comes in toward the end. Brett Favre. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Joey, where is this quote from? Brothers don't shake hands. Brothers got a hug. Wedding Crashers, Dumb and Dumber, Tommy Boy, Trading Places. Oh, God. It's either Tommy Boy or Wedding Crashers. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's Tommy Boy. Final answer. Yeah. It is Tommy Boy. <laughs> Brothers got a hug. <laughs> oh, gosh. This next question is, ooh, behave. Where's that one from? <laughs> this is not an official question. Oh, it's the words ooh, behave from? Uh-huh. Awesome powers. All right. Good job. The spy who shagged me. <laughs> All of them, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Where did it originate? <laughs> All right. Let's 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 do one more. Okay. Um. You probably don't know this one, so let's do this one as our final one here. I do. What was John Belushi's Delta Tau Chi name in Animal House? Was it Bluto, Flounder, Pinto, or Otter? I want to say Bluto. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Tell me why you think it's Bluto. Because I... There's got to be a reason why I know that. (laughs) It is Bluto. Okay. (laughs) There's got to be a reason why it's in my brain. Mm. I haven't seen... House. Seems like you did pretty well. What did I get? I don't know. Oh. Is there no running tally or not? No, I thought that's what you were doing. Nope. <laughs> I was had, cadoodling. You had your pen in your hand the whole I time. I was doodling. So. Uh, the question the most people got right was the Ghostbusters one. The question most people got wrong is number seven, which is, oh, the bowl of soup one, the Caddyshack one. <laughs> yeah. It's just, the uh, second guess because it was kind of outrageous, so. All right, there's a, a really crappy trivia segment, but it's in there. <laughs> yep, it's in the books, in the digital books. We did it. The digibook. Um, okay, so then we will be back with what? Assignments? Right. I don't. It is time now for our assignment segment. Yes, it is. So many moons ago, uh, last time we recorded, we decided that um, 
Well, say so. Last time we recorded, we hadn't done the assignments. Our assignments from the previous week. Right. We so failed we, to complete them. So we decided to, in addition to continuing with the ones we had already signed ourselves, uh-huh. to assign us the same movie to watch. Right. Right. So Correct. we were sp- all supposed to watch Fundamentals of Caring. Uh huh. And then I was supposed to watch Filth from the previous week, and right. you were supposed to watch Rudderless from the previous week. Rudderless. Yes. Okay. So do you want to start with Rudderless? I think we should start with the... Fundamentals? Yeah, since okay. we both watched it. So Fundamentals are carrying um, Netflix original. Yep. Starring uh, Paul Rudd. Mm-hmm. Uh, Selena Gomez. Yes. Um, I'm pulling up right now, but I don't remember the guy's name. The other guy. The uh, the main kid. I, I don't remember his name either. Uh, we'll find it, though. What's it about? It is about... Um, okay, so Paul Rudd's character... I'm not going to read you the synopsis. Yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> a man suffering an incredible amount of loss and roles in a class about caregiving that changes his perspective on life. And the guy's name is Craig Roberts. Mm-hmm. So basically, Paul Rudd is this guy who's entered into this uh, caregiving program. After taking like a six-week class on it and just getting his license yeah, or whatever. Yeah, and you don't know why at first. You know, we, mm-hmm. you, you get you know why later. But um, he gets starts becoming this caregiver for this, this guy who's got... Um, uh, is it it's ms right multiple sclerosis but right it's a, but it's a different version mm-hmm. of it it's a different uh, case essentially kinda. he needs uh, the the kid like teenager i guess late teenage all years. his mental faculties but no they can't do anything physical right like he even needs help you know going to the bathroom stuff like that right so paul red becomes his like basically everything he needs right um his mom goes off to work mm-hmm. or goes off on a work a business uh trip and during that time paul rudd takes this guy this kid out for like a like a like a bucket list right yeah so the kid has a fascination with like the world's biggest the world's largest type so he wants to see the world's deepest pit right that's that's the end point of this trip yeah his goal in life is to see the world's deepest pit right (laughs) so this is basically a road trip movie right um, the latter half of it or so. Yeah, yeah, I would say more than half, but yeah. Yeah. So uh, Bobby Cannavale's in it. For very briefly, yes. Yeah, yeah. Selena Gomez is the love interest of the kid. Right. Um, and she does rather, I mean, I think this movie was really good. Yeah, Selena Gomez was kind of just like, you know, uh, hitchhiking her way to art school or something in Denver or something like that. That was her story anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Paul Rudd's a nice guy, so he offered her a ride. I guess they had seen her before. Right. Um, and then they saw her again in a different place, and he's offered her a ride because he knew... What are the odds? <laughs> he knew that uh, that the kid kind of liked her. Right. Um, hey, uh, Joey? What? What? Would you like a bite of the... A bite of the James? <laughs> Would you like a bite of the James? Do you not remember that? That is the, the most hilarious scene in the movie. The, the Slim Jim one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it hits... It's it, actually right here on... <laughs> it hits exactly like... Um, slap in the bass, man. Slap in the bass, man. It hits the same. <laughs> the tenor of the joke is the same. They're both spoken by Paul Rudd. <laughs> Maybe they did that. On purpose? On purpose. I thought that was hilarious. But yeah, I like this movie a lot. It had a lot of charm to it. And like I said, there were a couple like legitimate laugh out loud uh, moments. Mm-hmm. I thought everyone acted I had well. plenty of, of dramatic, you know, emotional moments too. Right. Um, as as a movie of this subject matter mm-hmm. does, <laughs> there was a lot of uh, like 
fake choking and stuff going <laughs> on from the kid that was hilarious. Yeah, the kid like like a um, mess with Paul Rudd. Right, and then, uh, and then Paul Rudd uh, gets him back later. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that was great. Yeah, I, I thought that was actual. I thought it was it happened when he was trying uh, to. Yeah, play, so. yeah. Uh, well, so one of the first stops was they go to visit the world's largest bovine. Yeah. <laughs> And that that whole scene is great because there's like no handicap access and it's on the second floor and Harvard kind of goes ham, <laughs> right? I thought that that if I was gonna pick any weak spot to be that part because he just kind of just went zero to a hundred real quick without an explanation because he was just like, well, no, I think it was just like you know, it was the start of the journey and it was the first place they went. They had gone all that way, so it was just, it seemed pointless to just leave all of a sudden. Well, I mean, yeah. He but wanted to make it happen for the kid. It kind of, yeah, but it kind of, like, a lot of stuff came out, like, emotionally came out in that scene, and it just, there was, That's like, what happens, Joey. Not Sometimes a lot of people just, that. people just explode. People yeah. erupt. Yeah. It's actually down 27 points he in rub- popularity. He rud rupted. <laughs> so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> When is it not, honestly? <laughs> uh, so I, I really like this movie. I would give it like a four out of five, I would say. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. You you uh, wanted to talk about Selena Gomez a little bit, maybe? Oh, I mean, sure, sure. I mean, she was plenty fine in this. Um, I I just have a problem with her, with, with believing her as an actress. And yet everything you've seen her in, she's been fine in. I wouldn't say that. I would say... I, everything I've seen her in, she's trying to. I would interpret her portrayals of characters as trying to get away from a Disney image. But that's you know she's just being an actor. Like she cusses a lot. She's constantly smoking in every movie I see her in. You know, not in Rudderless. <laughs> her mm. her very small. Uh, she was seen in Rudderless. She was really good. I thought she was. Forever, however, however long she was in the movie, I've only seen her in three things. It would be Rudderless, Spring Breakers, and and this. In Spring Breakers, she's kind of the the good girl of the group. You yeah. know, she's like you know, out of her comfort zone type yeah. of thing. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. I'm sure uh, I'll be fine with her in the future. It's just, it's just I don't know. Music sucks. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh-huh. I'm sure I'll get over it. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, so you want to talk about your movie? Boy, do I. Or do you want me to talk about Phil's first? Um, I'll talk about mine. I, I, I watched it earlier today. Okay. So, Rudderless. <laughs> Starring um, William Crudup, directed by Billy Macy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, also, Anton Yelchin, Felicity Huffman. Right. Other people. Um, so essentially, it's this um, high school kid who. That twist, though. Look at that. Yeah. When did that? We can talk about it. Well, uh, well okay. <laughs> I should drop a little synopsis first, I guess. So. Um, a grieving father in a downward spiral stumbles across a box of his recently deceased son's demos, tapes, and lyrics. Shocked by the discovery of this unknown talent, he forms a band in the hope of finding some catharsis. Right. So the, so the parents of this kid are divorced. He's like a big businessman. Um, yeah. And we don't really see the mother much, I think, at the start. No. Um, Not that I remember. Either. So, yeah, the kid, the kid is, you know, a very good lyricist, apparently, and, you know, he writes all this music and stuff. He, the kid dies in a school shooting. The kid dies in a school shooting. 
And that's all the information we have. Yeah. At first. Yeah. Um, and then it flashes forward to two years later. The dad is no longer living in his like penthouse apartment. He's living on a boat. <laughs> um, just kind of, just kind of, just kind of living, you know, whatever, living day to day. He's not hurting for money. He still no. has all the money, but yeah. he's just get away know, from he, he, Yeah, he wanted to get away from everything. His um, wife's like, "We're moving." You know, here's all your kids' stuff. Right. He comes. She comes one day to the boat, um, and he's about to throw away all her stuff. But then he uh, he sees like a picture of them together, I believe, and then he has like a slight change of heart, and he keeps all his kids' stuff, and he realizes that... Even though he lives on a boat and is ever for any of it. Yeah, there's a bunch of, you know, demo uh, tapes and, and uh, written lyrics and stuff, and um, I guess they played music together, perhaps, when they were younger. Uh, I don't think so. I don't remember. But he has some kind of a musical background, which would lead me to believe that that's where the kid got it from. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Um because he just like picks up, picks up his guitar and then, like and then and then uh picks it up. So he begins to learn some of his kids music and he one day like plays one song at the local open mic. Yeah, like an open mic bar type thing. Um Anton Yelchin is creepily sitting there <laughs> <laughs> listening. <laughs> and he's like he, he's uh his character is very uh very talkative, frantic, yeah. I would say. Frantic energy. Very excited, though. Um, he plays guitar and, and sings. and So, so the, you know, the, things go on and they The and dad they passes all the music off as his own. Right. Um, because. Yeah, I was, I, was so, I was so mad at him for doing that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, find, it turns out he had good, good reason to do so. When did you learn that the twist was the twist? Because I because didn't... when it happened at the cemetery, is that when yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, exactly at the cemetery. It was so weird because it was like I had one thing assumed in my head that... the whole time. So the twist, of and the then movie all of a sudden, is... so okay, the dad and then the mom happened to just meet up at the cemetery at the same time. Yeah, uh, at their son's grave. Right, and their son's grave had a bunch of graffiti and stuff on it saying things like murderer killer so we find out that the son was the shooter was the shooter and i guess you know killed himself at the end of it killing six or seven people i think it said (laughs) yeah and i was like oh my god i totally did not see that coming i didn't see it coming but when i saw it i was like well did i miss something (laughs) because It no. seems like an odd way to reveal it, but it was very effective. Yeah, I mean that yeah. uh, that was the reason why he took all the music on on his own because uh-huh. you can't. This is my kids, you know. He killed a bunch of your right your kids and right, and that kind of just people found out, and it's just you know things started happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess Selena Gomez was the kids was the son's girlfriend. Uh, she didn't say girlfriend specifically. I guess they were like dating or whatever. But she had a couple small scenes, and she was she was good in. You know? Yeah, because she was like uh. She's like the person, like I'm gonna reveal your secret, kind of thing. Right. Uh, She's yeah. like, I'm not handling this well, you yeah. know. Um, I thought it was really good. Yeah, it was good too. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne also in it. He was the yeah. music store owner where they he go a bunch of times. Yeah, yeah. To you know, get different stuff for their their growing popularity. So the so the songs are kind of a local hit. All of a sudden, people like from around town are going to this bar to watch them, and then they actually get like a legitimate. Gig, gig, gig yeah. um, like a fifteen-minute little set. 
like a festival type thing and then and then um, of course that's the day right that anton finds out right i guess that anton and then the two other buddies that joined the band too well they were friends with people with kids who had died or something right yeah and it's just it's it was so great and yeah it goes on from there it it's it's very good it was good to see uh billy crudup in something that wasn't terrible man in suit <laughs> Because that's his role, which yeah. it was for the first like fifteen yeah. minutes of it. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I didn't know he could grow a beard and actually be like, yeah. you know. <laughs> and he's got some musical chops too. Yeah, the singing. Um, it sounded like it was them. I would assume it was perhaps a tweaked version of it, but it was their voices at least. I mean, I don't, I don't see on the cast list any like a voice of like you could tell it was their voices, but I don't know if it was them. If that makes sense, like they they could have sang it and it? then and then altered it to make it sound good, hmm. so to speak. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, but this this was good, and I I like music movies in general. This reminded me of beginning in a lot and in a couple of different points. Yeah. So you know, yeah, it was good. That was a good recommendation. Cool. <laughs> I liked it better than Odd Thomas overall, I would say. Uh, but the ending of Odd Thomas is so good. Yeah, well, it would have been good to not know that a big <laughs> reveal at the end was happening going into it, but whatever. All right, so I was uh, told to watch Filth. Right. Um, and S- starring James McAvoy. Synopsis for that is... A corrupt junkie cop with borderline personality disorder attempts to manipulate his way through promotion in order to win back his wife and daughter while also fighting his own borderline-fueled inner demons. So I don't remember this movie a lot, frankly. I just okay. remember liking it. So. I think this movie would have been a lot better off if they pulled back a notch or two. Because <laughs> it was pretty much balls to the wall the entire time. That, well, you know, they stuck to their word. Yeah, um... I uh, I mean I I guess towards the end of the movie you realize he's got like multiple personalities, uh-huh. um, but it's never like explicitly discussed or revealed. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like so he's I would say he's more bipolar. He's got more bipolar symptoms than um, DID mm-hmm. um, or uh, borderline personality. Right. Um, but I thought he was really good. Yeah. Um, oh, I. There's a twist that that movie there, had a there, twist I didn't see coming either. There was a time that um, James McAvoy was like top five for me. I would see him in anything because yeah. I just thought I, he's one of those guys that's kind of great in everything for yeah. me anyway. Yeah. Um, so there's a twist in this movie. Throughout the whole movie, there's like a flashbacks or there's some I don't know how you call it, what you call it. It's not necessarily flashbacks, but it's like flash, uh, side flashes. Uh huh. To like his wife talking about getting back together and how he better win a promotion um, to get back with his wife, to get back with her mm-hmm. and, and the kid. And it ba- basically, the whole time she's getting dressed mm-hmm. in like lingerie and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's revealed, but it's revealed that he's the one actually dressing up as her to feel more connected to her. Yeah, that's right. And like walking the streets <laughs> in her clothes. <laughs> it's just kind of like, I didn't understand. It's hard to follow because he talks so fast and the movie moves so fast. Uh-huh. And that's also in a you know in an accent the whole time. Yeah, Scottish accents. Yeah. Um, I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. I, I, 
would watch it again. Yeah, there was there was a trio of McAvoy movies in like thirteen or fourteen, wherever this was released, that that 13. were all pretty good. Filth, trance, and um, welcome to the punch. Yeah. It's... <laughs> so yeah, there you oh, go. Oh God, he's gonna be Nomeo. Was he Nomeo in the first Nomeo and Juliet? <laughs> yeah, he was. He's gonna be reprise his role in Nomeo and Juliet, Sherlock yeah. Gnomes. That's good. Sherlock, I, so Sherlock Gnomes. <laughs> during during this whole segment, I've been scouring Netflix to find something for you. I think I found something. I don't know if you've seen this. Did you? But uh, give me what you have first. Okay. Um, so I am going to assign you Kinky Boots. Uh-huh. Joel Egerton, Shuitele Geo 4. Right. Nick uh, Swords? No, not Swords. <laughs> Nick, Nick Frost. Oh, okay. Nick Frost. Among others. Uh-huh. Great movie. What is it about, roughly? Um, uh, Joel Egerton owns, uh, his name is Charlie Price, mm-hmm. and he owns Price's Shoes, which is a family business. Okay. It's kind of going under. Mm-hmm. So in order to revamp, and it's like uh, men's business shoes. Shoes go under things. That's funny. Like, it's the same shoe forever. Okay. Same shoe. Um, business sucks. It's, uh, it's going downhill quickly, because mm-hmm. nobody's buying the shoes anymore, because they're expensive. So he meets uh, Lola, uh-huh. Chewie told you, Edge of Four is a drag queen, Okay. Um, one night in the street, and uh, he ends up be- becoming, trying to break into the drag queen market, mm. or that kind of market for shoes made for men who like to dress up like women. Mm-hmm. It's a good market. It's, a, it's like fetish wear, uh-huh. but not like necessarily sexual. Some would say kinky. Yeah. Kinky boots. Yep. And great performances. When's the last time you've seen this? Do you, uh, do you I recall? saw it a couple weeks ago. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. That's probably like the fourth or fifth time I've seen it. Uh-huh. All right. And it's a comedy, mostly? I would of? say it's it's a dramedy. Okay. Sure. All right. So this one, what I have for you, I don't think you've seen. And it's it says it's a TV show, but I don't really think it is. It's more like a two-part movie. Okay. So we're gonna get I'll it. allow it. <laughs> um, it's like a special. I think it was aired on, aired on like Sci-Fi or something as like mm. a two-part type thing. I don't, one of those channels. It was mm. no, it might have been History actually. Okay. Uh, it is uh, Houdini starring Adrian Brody. Have you seen? I saw this? it. Yeah. Damn it. I did. God. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I would classify that as a movie, right? I I would allow it. Yeah. But I've already allowed it. Okay. Well, now I don't really have anything for you. <laughs> um, what's going to need to happen <laughs> is that <laughs> we'll probably need to take a break so I can find something on Netflix. All right. We'll take a break, and then we'll come back with his uh, movie and his diary. Yes. We're back. Have you seen that? The dinosaurs? Nope. Oh, you should watch it. If you have... Okay, so I have a pick. <laughs> if you have seen this, I have a very quick backup. Okay. <laughs> this is uh, Simon Pegg, 2012. It's called A Fantastic Fear of Everything. Oh, I haven't seen it. Good. <laughs> oh, good. 
I'll good, read this. Really? Are you sure I'll that's good? I'll read this short. Um, it has a like a two and a quarter stars on Netflix. Out of eight, probably. But if you're a if you're a Simon Pegg fan, you'll find mm. this you'll find this different. Mm. It's very different. It's interesting. Okay. Um, essentially, he's You're afraid trying to sell it too hard. He's afraid of everything. <laughs> oh my god! After studying murder for a book, paranoia is setting in. Of course, he's only paranoid if no one's after him. Is the little Netflix tagline. Oh god! So this this is gonna be great. A fantastic fear of everything is what this is called. Okay. What was your backup? Just out of curiosity. My backup was going to be um, the other. McAvoy movie on Netflix, which I think is Welcome to the Punch. Oh, yeah. I would rather have the Simon Pig one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> uh, wish granted. All right. All right, so now it is time for your diary. Mm. That was, what was that? Was fantastic Fear of Everything? A Fantastic Fear of Everything. Fantastic Fear of Everything. Okay. Since no one else is here, you should pick a date, Joey. Um, let's go August 21st, 2013. 8 13 I just, for a second, I just forgot what numbers meant. <laughs> <laughs> what do they mean? August. 21st, 2013. August 21st, 2000, is it 2013? Yeah. August 21st, 2013. Yep. I did not watch anything on that day. But I should the, get a dollar every time we land on the date that you didn't watch a movie. I on. did watch a movie on August 19th. Okay. Um, and it was The Jeffrey Dahmer Files. <laughs> so, was that a movie? Um, I would suppose that it was a uh, documentary. <laughs> Let's look it up. Let's <laughs> look up what uh, The Jeffrey Dahmer Files was specifically. God. Were you, did you get hungry after? <laughs> I watched Hard Candy before that, too. So I was on a real, <laughs> real journey. <laughs> the Jeffrey Dahmer Files. Uh, okay, the festival title was Jeff, but it's known as the Jeffrey Dahmer Files. So, yeah, it's a documentary. One hour and 16 minutes. That doesn't even qualify as a movie. It's a documentary about Jeffrey Dahmer. And how he ate people and stuff. Ooh. And the thinking behind it. It's very... Fictionalized well, scenarios. I think the thing was is that Jeffrey Dahmer is like one of the most famous like serial killers of all time, but I didn't know the full story, and I had to inform myself. Mm-hmm. And August uh, 19th of 2013 was that day. Yeah. So. I mean, of course it was. If any day it had to be that day, it'd be that day. Right. Um, Andrew Swant played Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, I'm looking at what he's also he's done, and he's, <laughs> is that it? Uh, let's see. I don't see anything on here. So yeah, an experimental documentary that uses archival footage, interviews, and fictionalized scenarios to tell the story of the people around Jeffrey Dahmer during the summer of his arrest in 1991. It's actually pretty. It was I remember being very interesting. Yeah. So if you're if you're ever uh, hankering for uh, to take a bite out of. Um, <laughs> Take a bite out of this piece of history. <laughs> I was the same. Take a bite out of history. <laughs> uh, go ahead and go ahead and watch the Jeffrey Dahmer Files. Who directed this? Chris James Thompson. Let's see what else has he directed. He is known for the Jeffrey Dahmer Files. He did a thirty did, for yeah, thirty. Yeah, thirty for thirty. 
So he's a, he's a documentary director, pretty much. Documentary. Documentary short in post-production, Silently Steal Away. Based off of? The Jack Raymond Show is a radio program that's been broadcast every day for 48 years from a small family-operated radio station in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. The host of the show, Jack Raymond, is a mysterious figure who has a loyal local (laughs) following and still gets fan mail, but he's been dead for over 40 years. Oh, my God. (laughs) This film... What? It's a story of Jack Raymond and the eccentric radio station that has unwittingly influenced a generation of local artists, filmmakers, and musicians. I mean, this is interesting as hell. I'll watch this. <laughs> when is it? Is it release date? It says post-production, so. Oh, it's 20 minute, 21 minutes long. Yeah. July, oh, this is updated July 21st. Updated today, yesterday, sorry. How or two days you? ago. How, how dare like you? So there you go. Yeah. All right, the only thing left to do in this episode is to pimp us out to the masses. You should do that, Joey. Oh, should I? Off the cuff. Uh, sure. Um, email address, trailertrashpodcast at outlook.com. We are uh, at TrailerPod on Twitter, uh, TrailerPod on Facebook, uh, TrailerTrashPod on iTunes, or uh, iTunes, Instagram. Um, available Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, maybe TuneIn, maybe uh, Dog Catcher, Dog Pound. Pretty much anywhere. I, I was hearing one. I heard one the other day, and I didn't remember. What, I couldn't. I didn't know what it was. Can't remember what it was either. We're definitely on there then. Yep. Yeah. Anywhere they have podcasts, probably. Title. Do they have podcasts? In title? We're we're you know what. Uh, recant everything you just said because we're a title exclusive. Oh snaps. <laughs> Uh, Jay Z, uh, Mr. Yeah, Mr. Z, Mr. Z called. <laughs> what's his uh, What's his Z stand for? Uh, let's find out. Don't be so white. What do you think his birth name is? Do you know? Do we know his birth name? Oh yeah, James Sean Carter. James. <laughs> Would you like a bite of the James? <laughs> bite of the James. Beyonce did. Wow. She got it. <laughs> I'm going to Google what Jay-Z stands for because, um, <laughs> uh, so you go ahead and fill time. Okay. I'm playing with a tag from a shirt that I ripped off earlier. You ripped off the shirt? No, I ripped the tag off the shirt. Uh, in Jay-Z's days as a youngin, he was known as Jazzy. He later changed his rap moniker to Jay-Z. So. Like, like Jazz. So is he, is he Jay-Z or is he, or is he Jazzy? This is to salute his mentor and rapper and producer, Jazz O. Oh, God. So uh, <laughs> is he Jazzy or is he Jazzy? Jazzy. He was known as Jazzy, like J-A-Z-Z-Y. Right. So is his name Jay-Z or is it Jazzy? I mean, you can call him that. <laughs> hey, ja- Jazzy. <laughs> I feel like we've been mispronouncing his name like like Rihanna. It's Rihanna, not Rihanna. It's too late now, though. <laughs> it's been much too long. Even she's like, hey, I'm Rihanna now. <laughs> oh, okay. Sharani. <laughs> um, anything else? Nope. We have to record one more thing, though. Do we? <laughs> yeah. All right. What, what are you doing? Uh, let's do it. Are we going to... No, not not this podcast, Joey. Oh, you want to make an announcement then? No, no, no. No? Cliffhanger. <laughs>
Ow, I just hurt myself. Oh, it's time to end this podcast. All right. Uh, we'll see you theoretically next week. Right. All right, bye.